0: Satsang podcast by Sri, non-doership and desireless action. Greetings from this glorious day in the Himalayas. We're having an early spring this year, so the flowers are beginning to blossom, and all of the fruit trees are also blossoming, and the mountains are turning beautiful shades of green. And I'm just so happy to be speaking to all of you because you are the most deserving, the highest aware ones that want to establish yourself in your true nature, in this highest knowledge, in the practice of meditation. So I'm happy to be speaking to you about this topic, non-doership and desireless action. We've heard the saying or the slogan that God or self is doing everything. When you hear that, just think for a moment, reflect on what that might mean to you. On the surface level it means, or it might mean to you, that there is a higher power, a higher consciousness, and that higher power of consciousness is the doer. And therefore you as an individual with your mind, body, senses, personality, you're not doing anything but this higher power is doing. This is what is commonly understood by this idea of non-doership, or God is doing everything. But we want to take that to its higher meaning. We want to really understand what that means. Because we find in meditation that the space, the Shuddha Chetan, the pure consciousness, which is forever present, which is not involved with the mind, is not doing anything. So that which we call God, or Self, or Space, is also non-doer and not doing anything. However, people like to understand this or the meaning of this, God is doing everything in such a way that they fear a relief, that you would feel that no matter what's happening, it's out of your control. Some even take this to the extreme with a fatalistic attitude or the attitude of karma, that which you sow, that which you sow, so shall you reap that whatever's happening is due to some past actions or even past lives. So it's not my fault. I'm not responsible for it. I can't help what's going on. I'm not really doing it. So this can be a very relieving thought for those who are caught in that idea that they're the doer and they're trying to make things happen but things aren't going their way. So then they could say, well, God is doing it. everything. Thy will be done, I should surrender to that. But again, this is a very basic understanding of the meaning of this teaching. And as meditators, as those inquiring into the higher consciousness, the higher self, we want to really analyze and understand what this really means. So if we take the example of the sun, the sun is shining, and then all the rays of the sun are seen by the eyes as they reflect on the various different objects. So right now I'm looking out my window and I'm seeing these beautiful yellow flowers that are blooming on my patio and they appear to be lit. But we know that it's the sun's rays that are falling on the flower that makes it seem like it's self-luminous, but it's really not. It's only lit by the sun. And we can see that at night when the sun is covered where the sun is Not shining in this particular region then The flowers will look dark. I won't even be able to see them out my window So if we take this analogy and then we bring it to the knowledge of your own self the very self the knower the pure being the pure consciousness is forever shining. It's not doing anything, just like the sun isn't doing anything. So, then this is a misconception to say that self is doing it, or God is doing it, because self or God is not really doing anything, just like the sun isn't doing anything. It's just there, and its light reflects onto the flowers, and then I say say that I see a beautiful flower. So in the same way, the light of the self, the light of the consciousness, Is shining onto this tool or vehicle that we call the human body, the human mind, the human intellect, the human ego. So it's only because of that light, only because of that consciousness, that the human being can function. As we've seen when the physical form is no longer, or we call it dead, then that consciousness is not shining through the physical form, or the physical body. So without the consciousness shining in the body then it will be said to be dead. However, we can see from this that the actual physical substance is not the very life because it takes the life to be shining into the body for it to move, for for you to interact, for you to think, for you to feel anything. So then we can say from that that that's why it is said that the self or God or consciousness is doing everything because it's that light that has to shine on the tool to make it move. It's the potter that has to move the wheel and the hands onto the clay to shape it. So we can see from this that Although the self is non-doer, although the consciousness can't do anything, it's unchanging. That unchanging consciousness not doing anything now just shines its light as it naturally does and then it animates the insentient forms. And then through the process of identification, if you say now that I am this physical form, rather I rather than I am the light or consciousness that's shining on this physical tool, if you identify that light and become mixed with the body, mind, and senses, then you'll say, I am this limited person, I am the doer. So to get freed from the doership of this human existence that's created through the mixture, through your pure being now becoming mixed with your physical being and saying that I'm the powerful one, my mind is the right one, my feelings are true. To get free from that you might say I'm the not the doer. It's the light of consciousness that's doing. So we can see from this that it's the light of consciousness which is shining but only the physical body can actually do. So non-doership doesn't mean that you don't do anything, because the physical body is meant for movement. It's meant for activity. And to sustain this tool, just like you would take care of your car, you want to have the best vehicle possible. So you want to put in, like you do to your car, the best fuel. Keep the rust out of it. In the same way, you want to put in the best food. You want to keep yourself clean. Keep yourself trim. And healthy, as best you can. So that requires doership. So that's where we come back to the first pre- premise that whether you're doing or not doing, we could say in meditation you're not doing. However, if even if you're sitting there and watching the space, there's still a sense that something's being done. So whether you're doing or not doing, whether you decide to take action or you don't take action. Non-doership is happening because you're knowing, and this is the key point here, you're knowing who you are. You're knowing that you are that sun. You are that light of consciousness. That doesn't do anything. That doesn't change. However, when that light shines on the physical body, like when the sun shines on the seed that's planted in the ground, and it's watered, it begins to sprout. And then... However, although it's the essence of the seed is what it actually is, we say that the sprout, the plant, is what we now see. In the same way, we say the human being is what we now see. So the purpose of reflecting on what it is to be non-duer is to know that you are that self. Another analogy or example is given, it's as if The human being is like a puppet and the puppet is on the strings and the puppeteer is moving the puppet. However, without the energy, without the, say you can say like electricity that goes through the wires, without that, nothing can move. So it's that very light, it's that very power of the self that moves through the strings, that moves the puppet, that moves the human being. But the purpose of this is not just to say, now that you have no responsibility, or that you're not doer, or that it's all happening from beyond. The purpose of understanding this, although you can use those terms, because they're more freeing than saying you are the doer, and everything is a matter of what, how good you can do something, or how much you can get your desires fulfilled, better than saying that, Is saying, Thy will be done. But what does that really mean, Thy will be done? That means that it's all the will of God, it's all the consciousness pure, it's all the pure being that you are. So now the identity has to move from that mixture of that pure Self that you are, that I am, that all this is, It has to change. You have to undo that mixture. Sift out who you really are as the knower, which we do every time we sit in meditation. So we can see that this is the power of the meditation because we're constantly now reminding the mind. And this is a mountainous work. It's like a little mouse if it were to go and try to eat a whole mountain. It's a big work to keep the attention moving. And that's why you should really commend yourself and appreciate yourself because you are the ones that are doing this highest work of knowing that knower, of knowing that pure being that you are. And that is non-doership. Whether the body is moving, whether the body's not moving, whether you're creating something artistically or with your thought or fulfilling your desire, you still remain non-doer as that self. That is desireless action. Because how can an action be desireless unless you're knowing yourself, that self-effulgent sun that you are? Because as soon as the mixture happens, as soon as you begin to identify, there's a knower, there's a process of knowing, and there's a known, so now there's a trio, there's a mixture. As soon as that happens, then... As a human being, you will have desires. And when the desires are fulfilled, you will feel good. And when the desires are not fulfilled, you will not feel so good. So this keeps going on. You're making a nice dinner, and your desire is that everything should come out perfectly and everyone should enjoy. So you are attached to the result of your action as a human being that everything should come out perfectly and everyone should enjoy. Nothing wrong with that. So, as a human being, you are attached to the result of your action. However, we've seen that through keeping on desiring and being attached to the result, then you miss out on the present. Because in the present, the direct experience of that self, of that self-effulgent self, is everything as fine as it is. Nothing is needed. You are pure, free, and forever. So, therefore, that when you get caught in the result of your action, in the Gita they call this nishkam karm yoga, acting without attention on the result of your action. Because when your attention is on the result of your action, then you're missing out on the present. Then you're going to be disappointed if it doesn't happen the way you want it to, if the result is not what you had anticipated. And you're going to be elated if you get what you want. But again, this is on the field of change, gain and loss. And what we're doing in meditation is we're getting freed from this human experience of gain and loss. We're getting freed from being attached to the result of the action, but not because I'm just saying I'm acting without being attached to the result of my action or bringing my attention to what I'm doing now and saying the means is as good as the end, that those are all selfish, those are all mental level um, experiences when you're just using the mind to think a little bit better. But they're not the total freedom of the self. So what we want is the total freedom of the self. And that's why we have to experience that self-effulgence that self that's totally pure, free, and forever, just as it is, without getting any desire fulfilled. When you know that self, then and only then are you really free from the result of your action. Only then can you really be free from your desires. Because as a human being, we've said many times, The way the system functions is it desires, and it feels good when it fulfills them, and it doesn't feel good when it doesn't fulfill them. So nothing is wrong. Again, this is the human functioning. But for the one that knows the self-effulgent self, for the one that knows that pure being, which is non-doer, which is pure consciousness, then that one, established in that very knower that you are, then Everything is functioning. Everything is doing. Desires are getting fulfilled or not getting fulfilled. But you remain in that desireless state. You remain in that non-doership state. It's the actual state of who you are. It's only the mind, when it comes in, when it creeps in, that tells you otherwise. And from that, then everything is unfolding. Because that very power of the self, when you tune into it directly and know yourself as that, you become very powerful. When that same power reflects on the mind and the emotions and you become mixed with that, your power is now minimized. Your power is diluted. It's not full power anymore. So through this practice we become more powerful because You're knowing yourself as the very source of all power, the source of all action, the source of all desire, the source of all doership, the source that is you. So to be established in non-doership and desireless action, we say to know your own self, to know you which is pure, free, forever, the same. And through meditation, anamaramham, maduramham, which is not just a mantra, it is the very space. So when you close your eyes and you see that space, and you know that any thoughts or feelings are changing, they're just the human tool, the human mechanism, they're not you, then you remain free. You can have any thoughts, you can have any feelings, you can perform any actions, but you know you are free. You know you are the being, pure. You know you are that essence. You know you are that sun, that source of all. Amaram hum, maduram hum, amaram hum, maduram hum, pure, free, and forever.